Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's some money. Act like you date me. <laughs> my mom's wanted me wedded since I was a baby. Lied to my family. We're built on chicanery. Before you came into my life, I was treated so bad. I was treated so bad. The script is so, so bad. Before I was going to be a lawyer's wife, but he was a big turd. He moved to Pittsburgh. The film's a big, big turd. Hello, everybody. Wow. You are listening to the Dare Daniel podcast, where you send us your most sinister movie dares, and we suffer the consequences for your amusement. I'm Corky McDonald, and I am truly moving to Pittsburgh because that is where the money is. <laughs> With me, as always, is film critic Daniel Barnes. Wow, Quirky, that was the Christmas magic that was lacking in this film that we're going to be reviewing this week. <laughs> Hi, everyone. On this show, we do your dirty work, you dirty dogs, by watching the most unwatchable movies you can imagine, and then we review and rate them using our unique system. Run-of-the-mill bad film, we rated Dare, Double Dare, for a truly atrocious movie, and we reserve the reverse Dare for those despised movies that are actually pretty good. Today on the podcast, per Dare, we're reviewing a random Hallmark Christmas movie. This one is technically not a Christmas movie. It's very random, it's though. <laughs> it is very random. <laughs> Super random and Hallmark. It's called Holiday Engagement, and it's from 2011. And Daniel's going to introduce our guest host. Let's get to that. Yeah, let's introduce our guest host. He's all the way from across the pond, as they say, from the United Kingdom in England. It is Gav. Gav from Films on Trial. He's back, folks. He's back. Woo! He's returned. Yeah, Gav. Everyone's Hi, losing guys. their shit about Gav. <laughs> Yeah, it's Gav. Gav, if you remember, of course, he's one of the hosts of the Films on Trial podcast, which is beloved on this side of the uh, Atlantic Ocean, on all sides of the Atlantic Ocean, Greenland. Can you believe it? It just seems crazy that a year ago, Gav, you were in the studio. All of us were like packed in a small room uh, with Johnny, our producer. In, in I was Sacramento. still wearing a mask, though, but that was just... <laughs> that was just... You were, you were doing the whole Guy Fox thing, which made us yeah. very uncomfortable. It, it was, was all very uncomfortable. Uh, honestly, like I had such a good time uh, last time, and I'm really happy to be back. And I, it was just a happy coincidence that we were reviewing my most hated film at the time, which was Love Actually. And it still is Love Actually. Oh, it has oh changed. awesome. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was on that at all. Oh, no, no, no. If anything, I, I've got more bitter. Yeah. More <laughs> radicalized, <laughs> more militarized. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> ready to rise people. up. <laughs> the war on Love Actually. Uh, but uh, but my, my wife and I were over in, in San Francisco this time last year because she had a conference over there and I was just tagging along for a free holiday. And then she wakes up in the morning and she's like, okay, right, I'm going to go to the conference. What are you doing today? And I'm like, I'm going to go take the bus two hours out of the city to go meet some men that I met on the internet. I've seen about seven hours. <laughs> no red flags there. No. So again, would you say last year at this time you had a holiday engagement? I did have a holiday engagement, yeah. Bingo. I, <laughs> wow. Perfect I did. Segue. I, I have actually uh, been married since the last time I saw you. And, oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it is just as easy as a holiday engagement makes out. <laughs> you can plan an entire wedding in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And, of course, you're host of the Films on Trial podcast. Yeah. Tell a little bit about that for people who don't know about it. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, so uh, yeah, Films on Trial, if, if anybody hasn't heard of it before, we it's pretty simple. We take a film and we put it on trial. There are uh, this, like a prosecution who will try and um, get 
the film placed on our steaming shit list. <laughs> but there'll also be a defense that will try and get it placed on our esteemed hit list. And then we have a judge that tries to decide which list it should be placed on. And they're essentially supposed to be impartial anyway. Uh, but we've got a little bit of uh, fun attached to it as well. We do some quizzes. We've got a caption contest and a lot of banter as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, if you're listening to this before the 21st of December, we've got a live episode on uh, Facebook, um, which will be starting at 7.30 UK time. If it's after 21st of December, which is likely, just check us out on Apple Podcast or Spotify Films on Trial. Thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And as we've discussed on the show, you, you, uh, if someone is found guilty, if a film is found guilty, someone associated with that film is executed. Yes. Live yeah, on yeah, the podcast. Yeah. Very publicly, yeah. You're yeah. you're effectively a, a a cinema star chamber. You're an extra legal group that just goes yeah. around writing all sorts of wrongs. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and everybody laughed at Randy Quaid when he ousted us. But <laughs> no, you're very real. And Randy Quaid is maybe the sanest man of all. Uh, by the way, I'm drinking Imperial uh, beer by Imperial. It's uh, Mere the Grapes. And this might be the best beer I've drinking in a while. It's a Sauvignon Blanc grapes IPA made out of Sauvignon Blanc grapes. Love it. Which I think pairs well with a Hallmark movie. A little <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yes, most people are drunk on white wine while while uh, watching these films. So yes, that is absolutely perfect. And appearing in them as well, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> and now our feature presentation. This was dared to us by Vanessa McNetflix, which I'm gonna go out on a limb and say is a pseudonym. No, this is uh, this is a real person. No, I love I love the idea <laughs> that, that there's a Vanessa McNetflix. Her dare was to watch any quote any Hallmark or Netflix Christmas movie. It's, she says I've been subjected to sitting through three of these turds over the past few weeks, and boom, now I'm a diabetic. Pick one, anyone. <laughs> Vanessa McNetflix just doing some of her stand up. <laughs> just working this. <laughs> just like this. How does this play? Anyone? The IMDb synopsis for holiday engagement that uh, Daniel chose at random. Afraid to tell her family she's been dumped, Hillary hires an actor to play her fiance during a four-day Thanksgiving weekend at her parents' house. Yeah, and how random is it? It's not really a Christmas movie. It's actually a Thanksgiving movie. It was originally called a Thanksgiving engagement when it premiered on the Hallmark channel on November 28th, 2011. But for subsequent uh, reruns and for VOD and streaming and so forth, it was renamed a holiday engagement. Hallmark channel, liars, liars, flat out liars. There's not even a single snowflake in this movie. I mean, a bunch of snowflakes behind the camera. Am I right? (laughs) Um, Hallmark channel, of course, is the most popular cable channel among women 18 to 54 during the months of November and December. That's documented. There's that's our demographic really, honestly, that's, that's, it really is. Yeah. Um, and they make a lot of these movies. They seem to make like dozens every year. And of course, Netflix makes dozens as well, or acquires dozens. And the films are very profitable because they're mostly made by independent production companies They're shooting in Canada, tight shooting schedules. Actors are maybe recognizable, but certainly not, expensive uh, uh, to get in your film. There's a lot of product placement. There's a lot of sponsorship. Obviously, Hallmark, there's your sponsorship. No special effects, no stunts, and it's all, it's kind of an all-ages thing. Um, And they're evergreen, because you can show them over and over again every single year, and you can retitle them from a Thanksgiving engagement to a holiday engagement, but that's a Christmas movie, sons of bitches. It's directed by Jim Fall. His previous credits include the indie film Trick and the Lizzie McGuire film. (laughs) <laughs> or the Lizzie McGuire movie, which of course starred Hilary Duff, and this movie co-stars Haley Duff, lesser Duffs. There's only two reviews on Rotten Tomato. One of them is from 
Barbara Scholgasser of Common Sense Media, which is just one of those things that just like describes movies for like parents and stuff like that, you know, like <laughs> describes movie content. And her quote is predictable holiday rom-com has mild sexual references. <laughs> so there you go. Quirky and Gav, I got to ask the mild sexual references like on the Scoville scale, the Scoville scale of, of spiciness. Mm-hmm. How mild were these sexual references? Any scene with Greg was like a two million ghost pepper Scoville. Uh, Greg was just, <laughs> Greg the surfer guy. Yeah, Greg the Greg surfer guy. Greg and Sophie were were ghost peppers. They were they, the, the Carolina Reaper meets a ghost pepper, basically. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and and coincidentally, they both will make your mouth burn. Uh, <laughs> I, I also think as well that the mom Shelley Long's character in it had. Uh, sort of weird obsession with their daughter's sex life yes. to the point yes. that every time she was close to uh, if, if she was in the same room as the daughter and her supposed fiance she'd always be asking like are you banging essentially yeah right <laughs> i mean she literally says from the time you were babies i fantasized about marrying you off <laughs> <laughs> there's some weird stuff happening in that family but yeah this actually was kind of a terrible hallmark Christmas movie. I mean, it's a terrible movie. I think we'll probably all agree on yes. that. But it was a bad Hallmark Christmas movie. There's all these like memes of like drinking games for Hallmark Christmas movies. And if we played those games, like you would need to be a super fucking lightweight. Like it would be like one sip of alcohol, like throughout the entire fucking thing. This isn't even a real Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> it kind of goes through a very familiar rom com trope of like opposites attracting and mistaken identities so forth and pretending to you know a ruse kind of you can go back to there's some barbara stanwick movies from the 40s that are set during christmas that are are very similar to this so this is really just kind of a very like familiar rom-com and even though there's some sort of theoretically funny stuff happening in the margins it never gets to be funny because everything is just smothered yeah by this like blandness this flat sedate bland tone and pace and presentation it's a movie that was designed to help people fall asleep who are having trouble (laughs) have a glass of wine you pop a xanax uh, you put this on and you fall asleep yeah this this actually had a lot of similarities i thought to christmas with the cranks which we did last week except christmas with the cranks as we said has that kind of like frenzied like we have to find a joke anywhere we can find it and it just seems like so desperate whereas this movie is so so fucking laid back like it's just can barely like work up the energy to make a joke but both of these movies revolve around a ruse that is completely pointless and thoroughly unnecessary. There's like nothing driving action in the narrative, nothing in terms of the characters or the story. Like there's no reason for her to do anything she's doing, except that she's a very kind of silly and immature person. Except for that. This whole family is built on lies. Everybody (laughs) has a secret. Everybody (laughs) is just trying to live up to the mom's definition of a successful relationship. That's true. Yeah. I, I like it because it was like Hallmark movie Inception. Like there was, <laughs> there was three Hallmark movies within one family. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. The one with the too busy husband who's never around, but she's, right. she's regrettably content. The other one who's got the double life going on. And then this one who's just like, I'm going to lie to everybody. Yeah. I'm going to let my mom, let my mom buy me a wedding dress <laughs> for my wedding and then break it down only when I'm forced to. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, let's get into it. So. Let's do. Uh, opening in the film 
we wake up, there's an alarm, the radio happens, and this blonde woman wakes up in bed. This is our protagonist. Her name is Hillary Burns. And how do we know? Because she says, like, the first line of dialogue is her saying, my name is Hillary Burns. Like, <laughs> she wakes up, she hears this radio contest where you get a chance to win a trip to Mexico. She calls in. She gets through, puts the DJ on hold <laughs> like in the middle of this <laughs> to take another call from her fiance, goes back to it. And it's like, oh, she's excited because she has this chance to win a trip. And she, there's a great bit where she says, oh, my favorite Christmas song. That's easy. It's Gloria, um, which I thought Laura Branigan was an odd choice. But, you know, that's your call. It's not that's not how I celebrate. But um uh, but that will come up like an hour and uh, 20 minutes later. We get a look at her fiance, who I think his name is uh, <laughs> Schmucky Von Douchebag Third. <laughs> we know he's a bad guy because he's in a suit yes. and a convertible yeah, next to some car. skyscrapers talking on a yeah. phone and, and saying dialogue like, business, business, sale, <laughs> job, business. Law, yeah. yes, sell so fast, buy high. We also know he's a douche as well because he has a convertible with the hood down right and he opens the door and even though the door is open he still decides to jump into the car as if the door was still down (laughs) she tells him about the chance to win a trip to mexico and he says mexico we have palm trees and sand here is that why people go to mexico they're just sand enthusiasts they're just like (laughs) i want to look at different sand i've seen american sand seen canadian sand i've never seen mexican sand but yeah jason he's a rich he's obsessed with his work he's never met her parents and he also hangs up on her while she's she starts like gloria starts playing on the radio because i guess she requested it the station just had that like what genre is this she starts singing gloria and he just hangs up on her he's like hey be a manic pixie dream girl on your own fucking time i got i got law things to do exactly i i identified with jason on this he had every right to hang up on really stop singing you're holding up the phone like we're uh, 12 years old and we're on the phone at 3 a.m you're holding up the phone radio to hear the song that makes you really cry (laughs) uh now we meet her friend sophie Sophie, um, like a lot of, you know, the sort of a, a cliche, like the best friend is like a sex crazed monster. Like Sophie is like ready to whip it out on a moment's notice. She is like licking her lips constantly. She's brunette. She's yes. slightly less attractive than the lead. So that means she's attainable in a kook, but also down to <laughs> Whereas Hillary says... I finally have a man to take me home for the holidays. This is like the thing. She's never had a man. She finally has a man to take home. And this is going to be, even though she's been going out with this guy for a while, it's going to be the first time he meets her family. We also find out Hillary is a, I'm going to use heavy quotes here, journalist. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She goes, she's, I don't know what article she's writing, but she's sides. All right. Well, first interview. There's a sign spinner dressed in a cell phone costume. (laughs) Like, what is, what article is this? Um, but the cell phone takes off his head and we see he's uh, actually good looking. So, of course, you know that he's coming back. Like, it just telegraphs. Right <laughs> away. Just when you see his face, you're like, he's too handsome to not be the guy she eventually fought. Non-threatening handsome here. He looks like a, a bargain bin Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and is, uh, Sophie says uh, that Hillary's fiance is, uh, quote, real snag because he's tall, dark, handsome lawyer who is responsible and financially sound. 
like it's her description of a perfect man. <laughs> it sounds like she's describing her dad. <laughs> it's just a matter of her personality. If he's funny, if he's loving or kind, is he good at balancing the books? You know, that's oh, what right, I want to yeah. know. <laughs> Financially sound feels like the, the, the script writer was like wrote rich and then went, went to go look in a thesaurus. It's like, Oh, okay. That's, that's classier way of saying that. So while interviewing, this is one of my favorite parts of this really, really uneventful and boring movie is that they suddenly get a call and they're just like, the paper went bankrupt. It's shutting down. Yeah. It's just like, well, you know, print is dead. Like what? The <laughs> fuck? Like they accepted that really fast. Here's the thing though. Yeah. Print is dead, but also you're the paper's star reporter and you were just interviewing a sign spinner. That paper yeah. had larger issues than just like the print <laughs> medium falling out of favor. Right? Like, like the website wasn't the only problem with this. one. We find out later it's a weekly. And so it was like, like, how yet. do you afford that apartment writing? It's a fucking hobby. That's, that's <laughs> yes, it. <exactly. laughs> it really is a hobby. Just like You're filing one thing every couple of weeks. Yeah, her parents are supporting her the entire way because they talk to she's in her early 30s. So she lives alone in this like uh, loft apartment in downtown yeah. Los Angeles. And like she writes occasional articles for a weekly. Someone says they saw her picture, it, an article she wrote, and they saw her picture hugging a dog in it. It's like... <laughs> What kind of fucking paper is this that they put the reporter's picture in? <laughs> right? And, and she finds out over a phone call that the, her whole job has gone bankrupt. She was not planning for this <laughs> and is n- not even concerned about it the rest of the movie. Has no qualms about it. <laughs> oh. There's no scene Nothing. of her sitting on the edge of the bed crying, thinking about how she's going to make rent. So she's upset, but rich jerk Jason's like, who cares? That job was a hobby. Let's move to Pittsburgh. The, because the Pittsburgh's where the money is, baby. <laughs> he thinks he's going get this big promotion and he's like pittsburgh pittsburgh she's kind of wary about it <laughs> pennsylvania is where you want to go forget la the money's in pittsburgh I, <laughs> I like how he's on his phone throughout the entire meal um, he admits that he has never read any of their articles <laughs> and he basically tells her that they're both moving to pittsburgh yeah. it's not like sort of do you want to move to pittsburgh it's like we're both moving to pittsburgh but remember pittsburgh. this guy is a real snag <laughs> that's, that's a quote <laughs> yeah he's a real snag the perfect man <laughs> we have no evidence of why she said yes to this proposal by this guy they've been dating <laughs> seven months he proposed because she ago. is just she is creamed corn, man. She is an absolute <laughs> boring, personalityless, like willless person. Like <laughs> she's an idiot. <laughs> so there's this really long texting scene that is completely unnecessary, where she's like texting back and forth with the rich. Oh my god, Jason. But then they meet up the next day, and as they're walking on the street, it's like she is babbling away, like she's Lenny and of mice and men, while he is like. <laughs> theoretically loading the breakup gun behind her just to like think about the rabbits think about the rabbits because she is just like unaware we see on his face like no honey no about to <laughs> this uh. is gonna end bad so yeah he breaks up with her which she finds devastating um and then while crying about it to sophie she finds out she won the trip she won the trip to mexico this is all happens in the same scene because this is yeah absolutely insane behavior but she finds out she, she's bummed about it and she's like oh i gotta go home to my mom my sisters who are all married or engaged um and sophie's like here's what we're gonna do i just typed up a message and i put it on the internet then you're gonna make a video and say i need a fake boyfriend to come home with me and if you do that then you can have these tickets and everything will be fine and like in about 10 seconds she's like okay great that is a logical <laughs> plan to do and then they just do it 
So it's like the this all happens like in the same like <laughs> fucking scene. So now they're just making the video, but they make a video, one that seems relatively not insane, and they upload it to ultimate.com. <laughs> um, which I saw Ultimate? on a web banner was having a holiday special. Ultimate. Yeah. Ultimate.com. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I'm going to load my profile to ultimate.com. One thing yeah. I appreciated was that uh, Jim Falls homage to Coppola because there was oranges on the table right when they were going <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. And it signified the death that you would go through watching this movie. <laughs> Oh, I I'm talking about the oranges. I didn't notice the oranges, and I was like, "She's she's in that apartment on her own. Why is there so many oranges? Like, yeah. she's got about like she's got about twenty oranges just piled up. No other foods. I, I love as well. Before they make this this video, uh, she says to her friend, "Oh." I've just won this trip to Mexico. Uh, you could come with me. And her friend's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You know, like she like balks at it. And then she says that like, you should make a video where you ask a stranger to come uh, on a holiday with you. So and she kept away originally, exactly. She kept, she kept telling her that, her arsehole of a boyfriend was the perfect man. She doesn't want to go on a, a dream holiday, a free dream holiday, I might add, to Mexico. And she's encouraging her instead to take somebody she's never met before that could turn out to be an axe murderer. Right. Yeah. I mean, her friend just shoves her right into this yeah. very precarious situation. Um, but they make the video, and the next day, of course, it gets tons of replies. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? I mean, it's just exactly. like <laughs> that's just like a fucking free massage. She is astonished. Kind of She's thing. like, I, I can't believe it. All these messages. I'm like, have you met men? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you just made yourself one hundred percent available. <laughs> like, you're like, let's take a long car ride together. No, that's like advertising on Craigslist saying, "Come to my apartment for massages." You know what I mean? Like, please, yeah. <laughs> men who mean me harm. <laughs> like, so we have this whole another montage of like all the losers who reply. There's a surfer dude who Sophie, Sophie is immediately just like absolutely gaga for this uh, surfer dude. Um, but there's also a boring dude who talks about his irritable bowel syndrome, and they're all frustrated. But then who pops in? But the cell phone sign spinner, and he wants a live chat. Which they're like, okay, that's fine. All these weirdos leaving videos, but this guy wants a live chat. He has very subtle stalker behavior. He's kind of like, wait a minute. Like, you, you were following this person way before you even encountered her in the science spinner thing. Cause he talks early about how he, uh, later about how he adopted a dog that she wrote about and was seen hugging in a picture. Yeah. And keep that adopted dog in mind. Cause this man's gone from his home for a few days right. and he's got a <laughs> sheltered dog. Just shitting itself at home, like who's taking care of Skittles? One thing that really annoys me about these type of films is whenever anybody has like a, a live stream video chat, it's always just a video of it. It's obviously not a live stream. No. What right. I started to do here is record over the shoulder of the, the poor man's Ted Mosby while he's supposedly talking to um, Hillary, and you can see the live chat. But it's obviously just a video of Ted Mosby <laughs> earlier chatting. So this guy's moving slightly, and it doesn't correspond to the picture on the screen. <laughs> it's just like, either have it where they're both perfectly still, <laughs> or don't move at all. Uh, yeah, but anyway, their banter, Hillary and, and this new guy, David, is absolutely brutal. But he's still the best candidate of a really rough lot so she's like, well hey, he's not bald he's not bald sophie, he doesn't sophie mention the irritable bowel syndrome yeah right <laughs> and sophie isn't uh ripped his clothes off yet so this is good he's got all the all the checks all the boxes 
Um, so they do a background check on him and they visit him at the Natch. coffee shop where he works and they're like, all right, you're all right. So they all agree to this ruse. She's like, cut your hair. And he shows up the next day with haircut. They're but two not really, alike. She's really, really shitty about it. Like she just she goes really up and points in his face. Is like, I don't know what this is. She's <laughs> shitty about everything. Negs <laughs> <laughs> his car and then yes. goes out and can't even start her fucking own. <laughs> like how like, how dare you act holier than thou about like about anything to anyone like you think about LA what week. you are doing you know what I mean like here's the thing he's the prostitute and you're the John in this situation <laughs> you see that like do you see that do you get that <laughs> like do you get that you're the bad one <laughs> well also in the coffee shop she literally just mid conversation goes to leave without saying bye it's just like sort of like i'm going now doesn't pay for her coffee oh no and then she only comes back in to insult his face and his hair be like i don't know what's going on here but you better sort that shit out by tomorrow <laughs> and then he has to eat the coffee see here's i mean again moving on so they're in the car together um they it's a pretty short drive to wherever the hell her parents live um but mom runs out mom is played by shelly long she runs out to meet in the car, and just like in Christmas of the Cranks, like the, we're bringing the fiance home. So for some reason, the entire town is there. Like every every <laughs> person in the town is there for the party, or at least as many extras as they were budgeted for. Right. Um, <laughs> Only one head talking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hey, no one say a word. I just want to hear mumbles. <laughs> I want to hear mumbles for background. Rhubarb, 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 <laughs> rhubarb. Christmas, Christmas, holiday, holiday. I like how the mum said that um, the reason that she invited the whole town was, and this is in her words, to prove her daughter isn't a lonely spinster. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't going to take her word for it. And like pictures later would not have done justice. The paper were just going to be like, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? She's a lonely spinster." <laughs> Oh, but yeah, Shelly Long runs out. Uh, Fake Jason ingratiates himself with the family. There's a soul where right away, I mean, Chinks, this is the sloppiest fucking ruse of all time. Like, no effort is even made. Right away, it's like, oh, where's the ring? Where's the ring? Hey, dum-dum. Like, Hillary, hi, this is all your your fucking plan. Put the fucking ring on, for God's sake. (laughs) So they're like, where's the ring? So Jason has the, she's like, the ring, because she's great at this. Uh, Jason, being of just a masterful actor and uh, improvisationist, is like starts telling the story about how she dropped the ring in the toilet and he had to shove his arm up the toilet, and it does this whole thing about how his arm is up up the toilet, up the toilet, farther up the toilet. And Hillary at one point says he has really small hands. It's disturbing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here here's the thing here's the central conceit of this movie is this guy's not a good enough actor to pull off being a convincing actor you know what i mean so like he can't even land this role yeah right he's not believable in the role of the movie but everyone believes him anyway it's just so what's that that's That's just movie magic i hear you yeah uh, Hillary co- runs outside because mom is just being too much. Uh, runs into one of her sisters outside. Um, I like that the one sister runs out by the garage with her wine and the other one's hiding that she's smoking out there. Like right. the garage, since they've been kids, that's the illicit drug den. Right, right. The other right. sister's bumping coke out there. <laughs> <laughs> they're having cockfights. And just, the whole thing is just. There's a baby selling factory out there. Uh, all right. So it's night. It's first night. David made a choice. He made a he made a decision that he was not going to bring pajamas. 
mm-hmm. on this platonic date. Are we really saying he did not anticipate this being an issue? Because here's what I'm saying. David's a pervert. Yeah. David is a fucking pervert. He's like, I'm just going to expose myself to the stranger and then laugh it off. He's the guy who goes on a date with a girl and was like, oh, hey, I just need to stop by my apartment real quick. You want to come up? Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. the hopes that'll work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This, at this point, uh, this is the first sort of hint that the mother is a bit of a deviant. When she's showing them to their rooms, uh, Hillary is like, oh, aren't we going to be staying in separate rooms? Because that's normal. And she's like, oh, no, no, you don't need to have separate rooms. You, you, you two are going to share this bedroom. Wink. <laughs> like, uh, get in there. Start bang. Make it loud enough so we can hear next door. <laughs> I want two rounds. <laughs> I won't believe you're in love unless I hear two rounds of sex. Sorry. We also had a family portrait, a family picture time, and Haley Duff forgets her kid. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is an absentee mother if there ever was one. So uh, Hillary tries to find some pajamas, but her dad also sleeps in the noon. Um, she goes back up and she overhears David leaving a message on the phone with to it sounds like an ex-girlfriend and she just kind of sits back and eavesdrops on his message <laughs> is she is, she's an awful person she, really she violates terrible. this man's privacy really not terrible. once but several times oh yeah <laughs> of all the points of that trip that you could make that phone call why would you choose the dead of night in an ensuite bathroom that oh. <laughs> and he leaves a message sleeping. too yeah. it's a fucking message yeah it's like <laughs> hey call me back <laughs> how's that he's nope. in like the most echoey room in the entire house as well so even if she wasn't in the same room she still would have been able to hear exactly what he was saying it's yes. weird there is this like ordinary people like fucking dark fucking drama happening in this film but it's not a dark dramatic oh, film it's there's like, another movie about all the daughters that mom raised that didn't she didn't like right just that's murdered. the lifetime movie <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's Thanksgiving Day. We get your classic women preparing dinner together scene. There's this whole bit with a yam casserole. Hey, but guess who doesn't like yams? Oh, uh, but he said he did like yams. The, the, it's the same bit over and over again. This like thing that you said that Jason liked, and Jason's like, "No, nah, I don't like that." Oh, wait, you do. No. Anyway, adding on to this pointless ruse. Again, this entire ruse is completely pointless. It's just Hillary like trying not to deal with her mom. She blurts out a fake date for her fake wedding to this fake fiance. And the date that she quotes is not even like a realistic date. It's one month away. It's what? It's December 21st. It's a month from now. It's four fucking weeks. And at this point, with respect to Hillary, I was like, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, this is single white female, seriously fucking deranged behavior that you are undergoing now. And this is so that you don't have to deal with your mom's shit. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, mom's shit is, like, coming in a tsunami at this just point. You just said shit. you quoted a wedding date. I thought it was very, just a bizarre thing to say. And she's got another sister who has been engaged for two years. Mm-hmm. And the, Hillary says, oh, well, what about, you know, Trish, is it? She's engaged for two years. I said, like, oh, no, no, she's never going to get married. Uh, she's a write-off. You know, So <laughs> all my hopes are pinned on you. <laughs> While she the really sister is in the same too. room as well. <laughs> with an earshot. Oh, my word. One of, as I said, the, I think, theoretically funny uh, bits in this movie that kind of pop up around the margins is that dad or turns out to be this crooked local politician. 
Yes. And he's on, he's constantly like making these wink wink suggestions to his future son-in-law who he thinks is a lawyer um and is seems very stupid and and knows nothing about the law but this ruse works anyway but uh, he also he wants this free legal counsel from his future son-in-law but we get the idea that like this guy is like seriously like crooked like they're like bodies in the fucking <laughs> he will trunk. not i mean he knows <laughs> <had> less than 24 <laughs> hours right? um and it, again theoretically that's a funny bit but it isn't funny it's so like underdeveloped and it just is like something that it feels like on the day someone was like what if this was a bit like well, yeah. Sam McMurray was like oh what if what if I was like well, I need legal counsel because I'm crooked or something yeah you know Sam I mean? McMurray like, has comedy chops Shelley Long has comedy chops and you feel like they were just like there's nothing for them to do they were so just like what like, if I did this what if I did this Shelley Long is coming up with character bits and costume bits and like maybe this and maybe that but like oh my god this, again the movie is just the flatness and the blandness yeah. of it it cannot be <laughs> understated or overstated yeah. if if the mom is psycho i where are we judging the dad on this whole turkey pulley deep fryer system i i didn't get this at all get it at all also cooking your turkey in your front fucking yard like yeah. i've never seen that done let's just say that um, well, you know, he's a crooked politician, isn't he? So there's probably a reason that he wants to <laughs> deep fat fry a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> because he's, <laughs> he's trying to perfect his way of burning bodies and acids, probably. <laughs> no, no, that won't there's work evidence the human stuffed corpse. in the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's some deep fryer hijinks. He ruins the turkey and they end up at a Mexican restaurant. Uh, one thing that we haven't mentioned is this: the there's the two sisters, right? So one of them is Haley Duff. She's the one who has a baby and a husband who is never there. And okay. then there's the other sister who <laughs> is engaged to a, a podiatrist who is basically a foot fetishist. And he's bald, so that means he's boring. Uh, he's unworthy <laughs> of love and uh, should die alone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's like in feet, there's like in your job, and then there's being a serial killer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that guy, the seeds in it that are supposed to be funny, you know, we're supposed to be like, oh, look at that guy. You know, he likes he's feet. Nuzzling feet. Yeah. yeah. He's, no, yeah, he's snuggling up to it. You know, like, no, no, no. That's just weird. That guy yeah. is like, is that okay, dude? He's got a foot made. <laughs> he's got like a lamp made out of a seven foot, I bet you. <laughs> Like, this is the guy who's like, stuff. want to see my ankle collection? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, of course, same same bit over and over again. David uh, runs into his friend who's the waiter and he's like, the hey, wacky I, waiter, the wacky waiter. And I know you and they're like, no, I'm a lawyer. And they're trying to like play this off while doing this nervous eating bit. They're all just like oh. eating chips. Um, you likened it to Christmas with the Cranks, and this was the scene I really felt was just like Christmas with the Ooh. Cranks. We're just going to eat <laughs> chips hilariously. Well, what was the funny bit? I, I don't understand. I mean, I watched the exact same version. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the, the wacky waiter. I mean, when would this ever, ever be a thing? He tells customers that he's about to serve food to, that they might not want to order a certain thing off the menu because it, quote, <laughs> gave him stabbing pains in the colon. <laughs> He's angling for a tip. <laughs> um, so yeah, Hillary and David, uh, they fight, but they also grow closer. And they're at night. It's night. They're talking. David opens up. He talks about how he's pining for his ex-girlfriend who's with someone else. She calls him the get back guy. And then they have this after like talking. They're like, let's go down to the kitchen and have they do both the pillow talking scene and then they do the eating at night scene. 
Yeah. Which I always think is such a weird trip. This is like indicative. I mean, <laughs> apologies to anyone who actually does this. This seems indicative of an eating disorder, right? To just be <laughs> at like, it's 2 a.m. You know what? I'm going to sneak down to the kitchen and have like a heaping plate of food. Not I'm going to sneak down and have a cracker or like a little bit of candy, something like that. No. I'm going to cram my plate full. Like they have huge plates of food and they are snarfing it the fuck down. (laughs) The food psychosis in this family. Yes. The mom is in the middle of making her yam casserole yet is handing out samples to everybody to put back in the oven and finish cooking. (laughs) The dad tries to deep fry fry a turkey in view of God in public. And then she puts ice cream back in the fridge, not the freezer. She puts it in the fridge. They just like soup. <laughs> she, she also leaves the spoon always. in as well. But when she puts it back in the right. fridge, she leaves, <laughs> leaves a dirty spoon in it as well. Uh, it's probably the same spoon that the mum was feeding everyone yams off. Oh, <laughs> He's right. like, this cold sore is not going to spread itself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is where we also find out that David adopted the dog that she oh, yes. wrote about in an article in the paper and who she was also hugging in the picture that was in the paper. Because that was what you do. When you look at pictures of the newspaper, it's just the reporter posing with the people they're writing about. That's like, hi, okay, let's do a silly one now. Come on, Holocaust <laughs> victims. Isn't, isn't that what you used to do with the Sacramento Beat? Oh, absolutely. Pictures of just Hi. you hugging a DVD. <laughs> He's got a film reel just looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, David, bonding with the mom. She's decorating for Christmas by herself on Thanksgiving night. We also saw the other sister, not Haley Duff, slip out for some clandestine meeting. Yes. The mom, this, this was my funniest part. He comes down the staircase and the mom's got like one strand of Christmas decorations up. He's like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and she's just got tubs everywhere, but she, there's like one thing. She's like, yeah, well, you know, I've been, just been doing it. I'm a saint. I, I do this all myself. He, he gives her one bit of help. He hangs up one thing and then is like, is there anything else I can do for you? <laughs> I text myself. I, lo- I love how like her excuse for it all was I decorated this house once when the girls were young and they thought it was Santa's elves. So now I have to keep on going with it. That's what she actually said. Now I have to keep on going. Why? (laughs) Do your adult daughters still think there are elves that come into your family's house to decorate? (laughs) She's like, this family's built on lies. Secrets and lies. More lies. More lies, Um, so after Thanksgiving, it's the next day and mom, of course, she hasn't forgot about the fake wedding date that they quote her. That's like three weeks away. So she's heavy into wedding plans now. And Hillary being again, just a big old bucket of cream corn, nothing refuses to pump the brakes and they're at a bridal salon now. Another thing my girlfriend pointed out was like black Friday or the time <laughs> for sales. But is that true for like dr- wedding gowns? Like do people plan their weddings when they're buying their <laughs> yeah. gown on Black Friday? That's why there's so many Christmas weddings. <laughs> there's just all these bridezillas stampeding towards a uh, wedding barn. Why, why would you take your husband to be wedding dress shopping? Uh, that's one thing I didn't understand. It's it makes no right. It just it's not a thing that's done. That's and how fortuitous to find a gown that fits you just fucking perfectly on the first oh, exactly yeah. first try. A woman in the shop who is obviously obsessed with yes. weddings 
she's so obsessed with finding the perfect dress that she gets nearly naked in the shop <laughs> in, in front of a, a guy she's never met, asks him to hold her dress, and then essentially fights another woman for the dress that she's wearing. It's, you know, and it turns out, here's, here's the joke, she's not getting married, she's just mentally ill. Isn't yeah. that hilarious? Joke. She's, she's got a mental illness, isn't that? Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, bad, 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 bad comedy. It's a weak bit. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> now, David is now kind of starting to get annoyed, obviously. Well, he's getting dragged to bridal salons. Who wouldn't be annoyed in, in that situation? But um, who shows up to further annoy the whole situation? But old Father Macy. That's Father Macy. This right. was, I felt, a problematic um, portion of the film. Uh, yes. Coming up here. So Father Macy takes them out walking because, you know, he wants to wants to make sure that they're compatible. But we're we we understand that really he's just probing about David's religion and whether David is Christian and whether they're going to marry in the church and all that. And, um, and David's like, no, you know, I'm not really that. And Father Macy's like, what are you, Roman Catholic? And David says Jewish, at which point Hillary gasps, like audibly get like, <gasps> <laughs> and the father Macy all like does like a dry spit take. <laughs> like yeah. he like almost just falls over. Um pretty much and Father Macy's listening like, oh no, no, you're not getting buried at my church, buddy. No, yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um but Hillary, of course, because she is a deranged lunatic, says Jason has no problem converting. <laughs> And getting baptized. <laughs> That's just like how fucking easy it is for her. And circumcised. <laughs> By the dads in the front garden. <laughs> That's what the pulley is for. He's going to have his foreskin reattached in a ceremony. It'll be beautiful. Um, yeah, and later to David, she actually says, yeah. you don't act Jewish. She said, she, she said, I wrote this down. She said, you're not that Jewish. You're I was like, oh, do Jewish. tell. Do tell <laughs> yeah, how right. he can be more Jewish, please. <laughs> we are really yeah, playing you, you, just to our core <laughs> audience here. <laughs> yeah, you, you, don't, you don't look or act like a stereotype that conforms to my own prejudices. <laughs> See, you're not even a lawyer. My other boyfriend was a lawyer. <laughs> she's just awful, man. It really is bad. But this is um, where they're they're like fighting because she's actually starting to believe the lie. Yes. You know, uh, and he's like, this isn't even a fucking wedding. Again, this is where single white female. To, <laughs> I started to wonder, was she even really a reporter? Right? Like her parents. Because she just walked up to a random fucking guy. <laughs> her parents paid for the whole weekly ruse thing. They called her friend like, look, we can't shell out the money for this anymore. <laughs> oh yeah it is upsetting but anyway it does seem to be the thing that finally she's she realizes holy fuck i've like flown off the cliff of uh sanity she pulls back a little bit she gives him the ticket says you can go that's it take off and so david's like all right i'm gonna go and get ready to leave so she goes outside and she sees her sister and catches her with the waiter from the diner and the sister spills the whole beans about it and says that mom pushed the waiter away in favor of Pete the podiatrist <laughs> it's just an interesting call by mom um, i gotta say that sister was just she wanted to be caught she, i mean she's oh in her own my driveway God, no. making out with the waiter flagrant i mean she was earlier she was standing like 10 feet from the front door smoking a cigarette it's like you're not being that slick about it you know yeah um, 
But yeah, Hillary spills her beans as well. But I, I like then, how uh, the, oh. the sister's excuse was like, I really liked a guy. My mom didn't like him at all. So she essentially made me date a weird foot fetishist who yeah. I don't love. And get engaged but I'm engaged to. to. Yeah. For years. <laughs> For, years. <laughs> For years. Two years. But it's all right. Because <laughs> I'm, a- I'm having an affair. <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> and she's like, also, no bunions. I, so, I mean, there's, right? there's a trade-off. Best of both worlds. Everything's good. Who met Pete the podiatrist? Did the mom meet him and say, this is the guy for you? Or was she just like, because she wasn't attracted. She did. She would not have been dating him without mom. No. 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 I, I, I like how it's essentially like toxic relationship bingo as well at this point. <laughs> We've got an awful relationship with a parent times two, a terrible relationship with your friends, a douchey fiance, you know, a get back guy, a full fetish guy, absent <laughs> husband. It's all of them in one. So the next day, mom finds out that, that fake Jason left and starts reaming Hillary out for losing her man. She's like, you're on the wrong side of 30. You can't hold your man. (laughs) She is really giving her the business, like right there in the kitchen. And the whole family's just sitting there watching Hillary just take this abuse. And then, but who pops in? But David slash fake Jason. He pops back in and saves her. That was a really I don't know why. three minutes of that scene. I know, there. right? <laughs> he just, he's gone and he's back. Uh, and they go to him. They're like, well, if you like him so much, you should kiss her. And he does. And mom sees this and she has... What I can only describe as a silent orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it was that silent either. <laughs> he literally clutches the countertop and there's an audible drip, drip, drip. <laughs> but it's and not just her, says, it's the sister as well. She <laughs> says, for in ecstasy, should I call Father Macy now? <laughs> Like, are you getting married in a church too? Oh, yeah. She is oh. so into this. Um, and yeah, they're like, yeah, sure, call Father Macy because fake Jason is inexplicably okay with this madness now. Why is he like yeah. suddenly this is fine? I, anyway, he lets it go that he went to his ex-girlfriend, but she was just using him the whole time. So now he's going to give his ex-girlfriend the tickets. And he came back to, I don't know what Hillary, coming back to Hillary has anything to do with that. He's got the tickets, right? Uh, Hillary has a little conference with her yeah, other sister. With Haley and Duff. So the whole time, this movie's tipping everybody's got secrets. Like the dad's a corrupt council member. Joy, the sister, is seeing the the waiter. And this woman's husband, is she's always making excuses for. Right. And me and my girlfriend were both like, oh, she's getting divorced. She just doesn't want to spill it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, nothing of the sort. She feels she's pregnant with another Riggers. one. She's, she, she likes being a kept wife who never sees her husband. <laughs> it's funny. Has a nanny. Yeah. She's good to go. I mean, I think it was supposed to be like, here's a little glimpse of what your life with real Jason could be, right? Okay. Basically, you know, a workaholic husband who's off doing whatever, and you're just at home with the kids and having doing causes and things like that. Um, but again, it's like so poorly written and executed, and it ends on this note of like, "Oh, you're pregnant. That's great." It's like, oh, it's kind of fucking depressing. Like that kid is like gonna grow up very angry. Yeah, she if, also, if, if they wouldn't have mentioned the the pregnancy, I think that would have been good, as you said. You would have been able to see, oh yeah, this is what could, this is what your relationship could be like if you would have stuck with real Jason. But it's the fact that, oh yeah, my husband is a shit. He never pitches up to any family events. But you know, he's a man, so yeah. I'm pregnant. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I win. <laughs> so she, David, she says a line. Sorry. She says, "Men aren't perfect, but your Jason is pretty damn close." She's been in the same room with this man 
twice. Oh yeah, no, she's barely in this minutes. movie. <laughs> they have not bonded at all. Um, so David's at the diner. He's going to give his tickets to his ex girlfriend, but Hillary shows up. Aha! Uh-huh, and she's like, "I'm going to make the, the girlfriend jealous and snatch the tickets back for David." I love this this scene because the ex girlfriend sits down and the first things out of her mouth is, "So where's the tickets?" <laughs> <laughs> I want to go and make my big dick new boyfriend jealous. <laughs> like Come she on, just lays it on. Oh yeah, really. Um, but yeah, they uh, they show up the girlfriend and David gets his moment and she gives him the tickets back. It seems as though like we've already got to the point where they're in love, right? Because like he came back for no other reason. There's no other reason for him to come back to to her to save her, right? Except that like he realizes that he loves her. And the movie's like now they're like, okay, wh- how are we going to break up? How are we going to break up for everyone? Believably, three weeks before the wedding, you know what <laughs> I mean, like, and have everyone actually like buy this, right? It wouldn't even be a good thing because she's out of the lie. She, they broke up. Like him going back only forces her to c- either continue the lie, right? Or they have to, they have to stage something new. Absolutely, like, but now they're like, okay, if let's you didn't care about her. You'd be like, no, that's just making more work for her. Ex- yeah, right. Like, why make that any more complicated? But yeah, he comes back, and now they're like, we have to plan the breakup. But they go back home and they sing Gloria together, right? Remember yeah. that was their favorite song. But who <laughs> comes a knock, knock, knocking at the door? But the real Jason, of course, pops right in, and he's like, "Honey, I have flowers." I didn't get the Pittsburgh job, but you're a decent <laughs> consolation prize. You're solid number two, silver medal. Here we go. And Hillary f- finally, finally fucking is motivated to come clean to her family and tell her what the hell's going on. Mom freaks out. The sister impulsively breaks up with Pete the podiatrist, like right in the middle of this. Um, and she sees, she sees her shot. She's like, the family's going okay, nuclear okay. over this lie. I'm just going to slip mine <laughs> in. And it. It. Yeah, that's like, boom, we're done. <laughs> Good um, negotiating. Yeah. And, uh, Ma- David is still like, it's David just keeps hanging around. And mom says to David, like, what are you still doing <laughs> yeah. here? She's like, you made fools out of all of us. And you cannot disagree with that because David, although a professional actor is terrible at acting, and both of them were incredibly sloppy in the execution of this lie. So, yeah, he made fools out of you, but it was a very easy to make. He sticks around to basket it all. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then turns the tables on mom. It's like, listen, I'm a lying sack of shit, but like, you're a bad mom. Like, get the fuck out of my house, you piece of shit. <laughs> this is I've only been an arsehole for like four days. You've been an arsehole for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> This is how bad this movie is made. It's just shot reverse shot of the mom reaming him out and him taking it. They do that thing where they cross places, and now it's like, no, David brings it back. No, I'm another thing. He reams out mom. He leaves. Uh, Hillary's now in bed with Jason, and he's already his old work obsessed self. She's like, oh my god, I'm back with this douche. I hate him. Um, she goes to see her mom. Mom is reading all of her old articles. <laughs> Finally, she never read, but cut all of them out. <laughs> like she has a, yeah. she has an entire scrapbook of them she's like i went through the whole fucking process of cutting these out of acquiring the newspapers from out of town cutting them out and then i never read them oh i thought the daughter was yeah. cutting them or at least maybe the daughter's friend who faked the whole newspaper go- job was cutting them out and <laughs> 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 that like, yeah that's that's what i thought i because she's opening envelopes right so i'm thinking like why has the mom never read any of the articles why is Hillary not angry about this? You know, she's been writing to her mom yeah. seemingly years with these articles. Like, so you've got two options. Things to do. One 
is that she's a terrible mother who sure. sees a letter from her daughter and doesn't want to read it. She just, she's just like, like, no, I'm not going to open that. Right. <laughs> like, well, option two is she opened the first one, read the article, thought it was shit. <laughs> and then avoids opening the... <laughs> Even I can't lie and say these are good. (laughs) Just not going to read them. But now mom's crying. She's apologizing. She says, you wrote all these beautiful articles and I'm sorry I didn't read them. Um, And they have a moment together. Man, Hillary is like in her early 30s. You really still need this like validation. I mean, that's. uh, Uh, Yes. Hillary. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You are not a fully formed adult. But again, James Fall with these homages. This was really reversal of fortune. Sonny Von Bulow just curling all the beautiful letters. Just <laughs> rolling around with all the beautiful letters. This is the mo- so long taken it. Uh, I, I like how just before this, there's, there's a scene where Hillary and real Jason are in the bedroom and he's on the phone, you know, trying to do all this lawyer stuff. Yeah. And she says, Oh, just stop that and kiss me. And he says, I, I really don't think your parents' house is the place for that. <laughs> Evidently, it is. <laughs> her, her mom is frothing at the thought of her daughter getting laid under her roof. <laughs> What's all this camera equipment for then? Like, seriously. As long as he's named Jason, I don't care who. It is just a guy named Jason. Jason Give me any Jason. With my daughter in the house. <laughs> and you know they were like, let's get this guy in this tank top for as long as we can. <laughs> this is yeah, some right. beefcake in a tank top. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Hillary realizes, oh my god, I love uh, fake uh, Jason and not real well, Jason. She, so she, she also real- has to talk with the do- with the dad though. I love the dad's basic speech to her is basically like. You know your mom's crazy, right? You know your mom's got this real weird thing about all you guys. I'm not going to stand up to her. So you got to make sure you're getting married <laughs> to the right guy. Yeah. I, I like his definition of the right guy as well. It's like, well, you know, can real Jason, can he play the piano? No. <laughs> well, he's not no. the one for you then, is he? Yeah. It's like his definition of the right guy and the friend's definition of the right guy are just like vastly different. <laughs> <laughs> like he just sees a street performer on Ventura. He's like, hey, this guy can play the cymbals and the piano at the same time. Very <laughs> two of my daughters. Somebody, you just want somebody who fits in between those two extremes and then you're fine. <laughs> Anything, yeah. Harry Connick Jr. Seems like a good match. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so she she steals uh, real Jason's car to chase uh, fake Jason slash David. <laughs> After getting his car stolen, the entire family throws real Jason out on the street. Right. They liked the unemployed liar better than you. Like, <laughs> and he like, I mean, he's a jerk, right? He's a douche. He's a workaholic. He didn't treat her. I mean, he wasn't like all over, but like, he really didn't do anything bad like he he's, was just kind of jerky right like he's not a corrupt councilman it, it was not yeah right like everyone in that house is such a worse person than jason. <laughs> but they're like hey jason you're homeless for the night you're in a strange city and here you are naked and we're throwing yeah, you out of the house still in his tank top as well just yeah. saying mm-hmm. could you at least throw me my clothes out no. <laughs> <laughs> nope um so she uh finds david and this scene is just death because it takes him like a millennium to figure out that she did not chase him down just to flaunt being engaged to someone else in his face, but to actually like 
be with him. I mean, my God, how dumb. And this is supposed to be the grand romantic moment of this movie. Like you see movies where they set these pieces. This was like some dirty alleyway. (laughs) Well, he has a very slow realization that she likes him. (laughs) I would have loved it if it just was the other way around. If it was just like kind of she tracks him down. Like (laughs) she she travels, you know, like 40 (laughs) minutes or whatever to find him on this like dark highway just to tell him that she's engaged to real Jason like, yeah. <laughs> and then get to the car and drive so yeah. see what he drives back to the coffee shop yeah <laughs> this is it this is mine now oh yeah um, but now all of a sudden like they're like okay I'm into you let's get married in like three weeks because right. that mar- that wedding that they were planning for December 21st is actually going to happen to a person she does not know she doesn't even know this guy that wedding is 100% paid for by other people yeah. i mean 100% <laughs> and How, who's investing in that they're both unemployed yeah with no she signs. is i would say unemployable i don't even think she could work like a bit of a wage <laughs> she could work as a walmart greeter are you kidding me jason at least has some like some experience in the service industry for fuck's sake. My God, what could she do? She's she doesn't know how basic transactions work. She walks in, orders a coffee and leaves. She doesn't understand. Like she's so spoiled and pampered. Hey, I think now we've come to the conclusion there. This is exactly why she blurted out that really weird date for a wedding in three right. weeks time. It's because she's like, shit, I've only got a small window here where I'm unemployed and I can get my mom to pay for absolutely every aspect <laughs> of my wedding. <laughs> so yeah, we get a big, I mean, it's not a wedding scene. It's like the coming out of the church and everyone's cheering kind of a scene. Yeah. Um, and and I'm going to quibble with your, this, this no, is what my, yeah. my big point was like, this is the wedding the mom's been dreaming of. Yeah, right. There's like 12 people there. We've seen them all already. <laughs> yeah, the waiter budgeted for extras. <laughs> <laughs> the waiter got there. <laughs> the waiter is there. Yeah, the waiter is plowing. They're not hanging. There's no reception. They're not hanging out afterwards. Big red flag here. That you know, like all of the guests that we've seen earlier, all of the people that are related to her family, like are all there at the wedding. But there's nobody there from his side apart from a waiter that yeah. he, he said earlier he hadn't seen in about seven years. <laughs> where, where are all of their? <laughs> where friends? are his friends? Where are his parents? <laughs> this guy is an axe murderer. <laughs> they're still no. It's they're still Jewish, so the the priest wouldn't let him in the church. No, he's, <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> he abdicated everything. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's a point. Actually, did he get baptized? It's, he had know, to have been to have gotten married in the church. Father Macy yeah. was a hard line. He Although, took a hard line right. against that. We didn't see the wedding scene, so maybe Father was like marrying him right on the top step. Like, no, nope, <laughs> as far as you go. <laughs> I like as, as well how when the father said, uh, sorry, the priest said, oh, yeah, you can get baptized. Uh, he said that the baby, um, the, the sister's baby is getting baptized as well. <laughs> so that, that baby's getting baptized before the wedding happens. So how many big life events are they trying know, to fit right? into like can a four-week period? Let's combine these two here. Let's, can we just double dip on this? It's a baptism. I, I, I love as well. I, I love at the end. This this entire scene is just hundred percent slow motion. It's oh, like yeah. they got to the end of the film and they were like, "Shit, we're supposed to make it like an hour and thirty, Bob yeah, on, and right. it's an hour and twenty seven. You know, <laughs> let's just make this entire Last scene five slow motion. Is slow motion. <laughs> so yeah, there's a whole thing of them coming out and saying hi to everyone. Sophie is with her surfer dude now. Um, yep. So they're all together. They get in the car. The dog comes in. I'm, presumably, this is the dog that he's adopted. Whiskey. Whiskey. It used to be Skittles. Now it's whiskey. Um, identity crisis. And the movie ends on this amazing 
slow-mo to freeze frame to fade out shot of Hillary driving the car away from the church and then looking over and gazing at fake Jason very long time. And then it just fades out. And I like to think that those were the last moments before the car crash (laughs) that ended all of their lives. However, I do like to think that the dog survived and was adopted by a non-terrible couple. Yes. Like a couple of human beings. Yeah. Human beings who act like people. They took the dog to Mexico with them. <laughs> and they found the tickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sophie the and dog, the dog, dude, the dog, the dog survives the wreckage of the car crash with the two tickets in its mouth. <laughs> uh, it's such an odd freeze frame because she doesn't right. look happy. She, I, when she did that, I just did the Arrested Development. I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, it's, it's a little <laughs> bit of a horror movie shot, honestly. Uh, let's remind everyone about our ratings. Run of the Mill film is a dare, next level bad. Double Dare and a movie we actually like, Reverse Dare. Gav, I'll start with you. What rating do you give to Holiday Engagement? <sighs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to have to say it's a double dare for me because mm. I just didn't enjoy it. You know, it was it was bad. I don't think it's as bad as Love Actually for me, no, <laughs> which yeah. is 100% a double dare. But this just wasn't even remotely enjoyable. So if it was just boring, but you know, you, there was a few funny bits in it or you could laugh at how bad it was, I'd say it was a day, but because there's none of that and it's just so bland, it's double all the way. Yeah. Quirky. Uh, I will, uh, co-op that. I'll say double dare. Uh, it's got the love actually thing, which I think love actually started, but these Hallmark movies seem to have just turned into grist mill. Is that, mm-hmm. Christmas equals love. So like the moment when we know these are meant to be together, they're singing a Christmas song because it's two days after Thanksgiving. Right. That's how we know that And Christmas equals love. It's the cheat. It's terrible. The the two leads are just unwatchable, especially the guy. They're just unwatchable. There's not one comedic bone in their body. No. And it's again, too bad because like, as you said, Shelly McLong and Sam McMurray, you've got some real comedy pros uh, working around in the supporting parts and the margins and things like that. But boy, those leads, they are just so boring. Terrible. And I watched with my girlfriend who, like I say, she's an aficionado expert, uh, could tell you uh, all these things. She was clocking everything that was going to happen like two (laughs) scenes before it happened. Um, She's like, this is fucking bad. This is really, really bad. This is awful. So uh, I got to take it from her and uh, co-sign on the double dare. Yeah, I think I'm there with you. I thought about saying it's a dare um, just because I felt like. I don't know. It's not egregious. It's not as in your face. It's um, it's it's fairly harmless, um, but harmless at what cost? Um, <laughs> so, so I'm Only at the a, cost of family and faith. Double dare for me. The harmlessness causes more harm than harmlessness. So, I think it, in any movie, Dan, where you're rooting for the two leads to be dead at the end of the movie and the dog is the only survivor, I think we're, we know it's a double dare. If you're supposed to like those people, yes. If theoretically yes. you are supposed to find those people interesting, engaging, and you care about their future, then yeah, that's a problem. That's definitely a problem. So we have a unanimous double dare for holiday engagement. So Gav, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Films on trial. What do you guys have coming up? Uh, this episode is set to drop on December 22nd. You got something for Christmas, New Year's, early 2021 you can talk about? 
Oh, so we've got uh, the Christmas uh, special. It was a Facebook Live um, event on the 21st. But if this comes on the 22nd, I think the next one we've got after that is New Year's Eve, um, <laughs> which the film New Year's Eve, which will drop just before New Year's Eve, I think. That's been dared to us by a listener. I haven't seen the film, but I've seen the poster, and that's enough for me. It looks awful. Uh, it looks like if Love Actually was set at New Year's Eve. Yeah, so, so this is one of those, um, like, tons of celebrities and they're all meeting on one night and like they did like three or four of those in a row right like there was a mother's day i think and then there was like Gary a Marshall movies. valentine's day and then there was a new year's eve right? I, I, i'm not looking forward to it but you know, it we always abysmal. welcome submissions so if anybody's got any uh, films that they'd like us to put on trial they can follow us on twitter at film trials and nominate some films for us and we will put them in the hat um simply you know if you guys have, have got a film for us i mean i've, I've got a few that i need oh, to send right, off yeah. today daniel to be honest um Sweet. I, I watched a couple the other day that i think right up your alley one holiday related one and one non-holiday related one so I'll, I'll i'll follow the formal submission process i think yes please go through the formal process but just as a tease what are what, what were those movies uh <laughs> well i was uh, after watching this film i went through uh, shelly long's back catalog because well, I, I made a bit of a, a quiz for you guys which i can give to you after the episode um, about all the actors that were involved in this and Christmas films that appeared in. I went through um, Shelley Long's back catalogue and found this corker called Frozen Assets where a man is hired to yes. run a bank <laughs> which turns out sperm to be bank. a sperm bank. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you couldn't write it, you couldn't write but somebody did. Uh, and the other one was uh, I went on a bit of a binge of the Home Alone franchise sure. and just wanted to see if you guys had watched Home Alone 5. Home Alone there's, 5. There's five. Oh my God. <laughs> Home Alone 5. times are you going to forget that kid? I still need to watch 2 through 4 before I can oh. get to 5. So Yeah, no. 5 is the one you want to watch next because not only <laughs> does he have to protect his house and his sister from three bumbling crooks, he's also on the hunt for the ghost of the former occupant. <laughs> <laughs> Is it wow. is the ghost Shelly Long? <laughs> or she the kid? Shelly Long's career anyway. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That sounds amazing. All right. Well, uh, check out Films on Trial. Great podcast. They're doing great work. And thank you so much again for being on the show. Corky, what are you up to these days? Well, I'm going to be listening to the Films on Trial episode where they put Jordan Bridges and James Fall to death. Sure. For, for this movie. Yeah. Uh, that should be interesting. And then I'll be sending out a copyright infringement to Gav for saying that he's been dared a movie recently. So uh, Ooh, yeah. I got that litigation to look forward to. A slip of the tongue there. So, uh, you, like, when, I, when I was on this show the last time, I kept on saying that you guys put films on trial. And now I, I was just conscious. I shouldn't say that, right? And now I've just flipped it the entire the other direction. way around. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but you can catch me on uh, Zoom shows for, through the Sacramento Comedy Spot. I'll be on the Bad Flick Show with Tom Dreesen. It'll be it'll be a couple weeks old by the time you listen to this. But check but out support. Still support. evergreen, I think. Yeah. What's that? It's evergreen. It's not old. It lives forever. You're right. Now. Uh, listen to it now. Find it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be just as timely and relevant as it was 30 years from now. You'll still listen to that podcast and be like, yeah. Also, I'm available for any fake weddings you need me, uh, fake bar mitzvahs, <laughs> sure. a fake wrists, uh, sure. any funerals. I'll yeah. stand in for the corpse. Fake baptisms. 
Sure. Fake baptisms. <laughs> right. I, I do both parts. I'll play the baby. I'll play the priest. A two-hander. Double the fee. Uh, that sounds marvelous. Until then. No, that's Hit your yourself, part. Sorry. Dan. Tell us what you got. Myself? Oh, golly. I don't really have much going on. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, hanging out, doing my thing. Well, of course, I got uh, the Film Critics Awards coming up in January this year for San Francisco Bay Area Film Critics Circle. Usually, we would have our awards out probably this week, but um, with everything happening, we're going to do it in mid-January, so I'm sure we'll talk about it on the show when that happens. Um, that's about all I got going on. Sweet. No, that's your part. You know what? We're just, we're just, we're just cash today. We're, we're just not cash. parts. Parts. I'll do your part. That's all we have for you on this episode of Dare of Daniel, but we'll be back in two weeks to review another one of your movie dares. I didn't have my script up. I'm sorry, everybody. Until then, send your most sadistic or altruistic movie dares to us at daredaniel.com. I'm doing all the parts. I'm fucking Eddie Murphy in the clubs. Be sure to follow Dare Daniel Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We call that the Schmied. That is a shortening of social media that will save you so much time. Listen to all the time I'm saving by saying it. Like and rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can read what well, we lost, Gav. You can read more of my movie reviews on the Dare Daniel website at daredaniel.com. Corky, we already did this part. Yeah, just go through, do all the parts, Dan. I want to see. Well, Corky. Quirky, where are you performing this week? Well, Dan, I tell you what, I'm performing at the uh, comedy shows and I'm doing live comedies. Uh, that oh, sounds great. For Dare Daniel, I'm Daniel Barnes. I'm Quirky McDonald saying, Schmeed! I don't know. <laughs> Happy holidays! Happy holiday yeah. engagements! Happy holiday engagements. Uh, but seriously, happy holidays. We love you all. Gav uh, dropped off, so I think he was, um, the NSA got him. He's been extradited yeah. back to UK where you can do no harm. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. Uh, this is our last show of 2020. It's been a crazy year, but we were able to do a show every two weeks throughout all of this craziness. And a lot of it is thanks to our listeners for supporting us, for listening, for donating, for daring and, and doing all that you do. So thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, holidays, everything, all your holidays, New Year's, um, Valentine's Day, in case I don't see you. Easter, uh, I don't know. Arbor what, Day. Arbor Day, uh, Armed Forces Day, all of them, all the days. Bye-bye.